Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D business at lyit.ie or call 9186206. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guests this week are Joe Devenny and Colin McMenamin, who set up Crowley Distillery with Kieran Davis. The Letterkenny-based businessmen moved on-site in 2018 and began producing the first casks of whiskey in 2020. The distillery's visitor centre held its first function at the start of July and is now open to the public. I began by asking Joe how the function for the distillery's 180 founder members went. We had a great wee hoolie here on the Saturday afternoon. Um, Connor had uh, set a date of the 2nd of July come hell or high water that's enough planning done now, that's enough talking done, implementation. And that's what he drove forward the project. And there was an awful lot of work done in a short few months. And it was, as you know, a project of two halves. We initially needed to get into production with the whiskey. And then the next stage then was once we got into the uh, production, uh, we then moved to opening the visitor centre. And the idea of the visitor centre is this is a unique building has a whole pile of history and what we wanted to do was capture the socio-economic benefits that this building, the Crawley uh, uh, Distillery, has had in the past lives since it first opened in 1901 uh, as a carpet factory um, and was very successful and a Donegal was a well sought after and we've a um, supreme example of um, a Donegal um, hanging on the wall here as part of the tour, you'll see as you're going through but it was to tell the history of it being a carpet factory, why the demise of the carpet factory came around with the outbreak of World War One. It became an RIC barracks, it became a Crawley Dolls, it became Nuvitum, um, but it had lay, uh, it was lying dormant and um, becoming derelict for the past 25 years until um, myself and Connor and Kieran. Um, Took a discussion that we've been ha- having um, over many nights, uh, many late nights. We took it outside of the, the uh, conversation and sat down and uh, formed a business plan and presented to Udras Gilte, who I have to say um, were highly efficient and, and saw the idea and came along and um, supported us greatly. So that has allowed us to arrive at the position we are today, which was last Saturday we opened the doors to the 180 founders and on Monday to the public. And we've had um, a great reaction. And the support has not just come from Udras. The support has come from the community. And it has been extremely, the feedback we're getting is extremely positive. And um, we're, we're just in a, a delighted to, to be finally um, open uh, after uh, we came first on site in 2018. And now, uh, 2022, we're welcoming the public. Thank you. Connor. Uh, you set the deadline for July the 2nd. Uh, how hairy was that ride to, to, to get to the end? Yes, Kieran was very hairy. As I get involved in things, it gets hairy. So it was very difficult to get it done in time. We're three months or four months finishing a sizable project and trying to finish it to the best of our ability and, and trying to get the detail right. So it was hairy. On Friday evening, three o'clock in the morning, some of the electricians turned on the lights and that was open on Saturday morning, so scary was the word for it. We got it there. 
Connor, uh, being a consultant engineer yourself, uh, I'm sure you were tasked with the project, uh, a blank page, and turning around uh, the large space that's uh, aside from the whiskey making equipment and do what is now the experience. Yeah, there's experience in doing lots of work, but it's quite difficult, different this time for a project because it was a COVID situation and it's just it's difficult to get people actually manpower and get people here and get them to commit to times and it was a constant stress. I think if you go back to January, probably had 50 different carpenters here, a week here, a day here, and as much as we could gather people to help to get it done. So was scary but we got there we got great labour and great help from everybody so I suppose it's done now and it's great and I'm very very proud of it Joe how did yourself and Connor and Kieran come up with this idea? Uh, well I suppose we we visit each other in our houses we're all neighbours and um, we would bring a gift of a whiskey, maybe, uh, and this is a new one that I saw today, and this is a new one I saw wherever. Uh, we would pick up a bottle on our travels, and we would share and compliment, um, at, uh, taste taste the different whiskies and discuss and whatever. We saw the second coming of uh, the Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey was huge back in the 1880s, 1920s. But then with prohibition, with um, us having a little spat with the, the Commonwealth and all of that, our market dried up and there were various challenges. But um, 100 years later, um, we have the second coming of Irish whiskey and we've seen the rebirth of um, 42 distilleries and uh, a huge uh, trajectory. Uh, the, the trajectory, the, what we see for the future is uh, a further increases and, and, and uh, demand for Irish whiskey. So having uh, seen that, uh, having the interest in the whiskey, sampling the different uh, whiskies, uh, I suppose the question was, could we be part of that story? And the three of us decided, uh, well, the, the three of us decided, um, we took the meeting outside of the houses and the, and the, the sipping bugs, and we just decided to have a formal meeting, which we did. And from that, we um, formed the genesis of a business plan. That's what we brought to Udras. That's what Udras told us, go home and uh, correct and tidy it all up. And if you put it in right, uh, we'll, we'll support you on your journey. Uh, yourself and, and Connor and Kieran come from uh, a very diverse uh, business background, uh, education, Russian College from yourself, Connor, a consultant engineer, and, and Kieran Davis as a restaurant owner in Letterkenny. Did that help the mixing? Did that help launch things on in the right way? It certainly did. Um, they, we each bring our different skill sets um, to the party. And um, just one, one, we all play golf, and one day we must have been short of a fourth man. So we brought my son along um, for make, to make up the four ball. So he he played and he listened and he played and he listened, and he took me on the way up. He was only young at the time, and he took me on the way up, and he says, um, "Dad, he is really friends." And um, we we um, you were saying that we're all um, good friends. We are good friends, but um, we're also um, um, in business, and business works one way. And um, we speak forthrightly to each other. And um, in the meetings, all hell can fly loose. But at the end of the meeting, we will always rise and shake hands and move on. Connor, it's important that the dynamic is, is, is right and lively between the three. Yeah, yeah, we have good dynamics. We all go well. We get on well, I suppose. We're all happy to have a beer afterwards. So we're, we're, I suppose we're all in business. So 
you can't really tell lies. It has to be honest and straight and uh, a spade's a spade. Particularly with me, if I come from an engineer and sort of mind to say they're right or wrong or whatever. And sometimes that gives rise to issues, but we deal with them, we get on with it, we make quick calls and get, and I love action, getting things done rather than talking about it. So uh, we enact action and hopefully we get 90% of the action correct. So that's the way we move here and we push on very quickly. Connor, I was part of the, the most recent tour here at, at the centre uh, this afternoon and you joined in as well and the six people were extremely curious about the whole process of whiskey making. Can you tell our listeners briefly what that process entails? Yeah, yeah. Whiskey, I suppose, and it's, and it's basic. Making alcohol is a very straightforward process. You have um, water, uh, barley and yeast. Or it doesn't even necessarily have to be barley. It can be any sugary uh, cereal. T- take the sugar out. Put in water with it and put in yeast and you create a, uh, an on-hop beer, really. So that's the start. You start at whatever alcohol percentage beer or work you can, uh, you can make. So from that, then you get into distilling, which is a separate issue where you actually concentrate up your alcohol and you, you, you create flavors and stuff. So there's two distinctive efforts. Create your, uh, beer, shall we call it, for the, for, for a better word, uh, via fermenters and yeast. Yeast eats the sugar, gives off alcohol and CO2. Then that gives us up to a rise of, um, about an eight and a half percentage beer or, uh, wash, probably better known as. We move from there, then we distill it, which is basically boil it, boiling temperature of alcohol, 79.8. So if you boil over 80 degrees, what happens, the alcohol, evaporates off your your beer and what comes out the other side is steam so the steam goes up co- condense it back down to cool water and you get a concentrated alcohol so our first run of uh, a wash still basically in simple terms it converts our uh, eight or eight and a half percent beer into about a 25 percent low wines it's called 25 percent by alcohol then what we do is we collect that distill it again and the process of the second distillation, which is the spirit run, is technically quite difficult, but the, the basics is you boil it again and you, you cut it, uh, taking the best alcohol off, and you end up with a, a, a spirit averaging out at about 72% alcohol. So that's and, the process. And the production scale per week? We have very small production. So we have two 1,800-litre um, ex-cognac stills, so we produce... Seven days a week, our uh, typical day, start at eight, and it's a 13-hour day. So we do two um, f- fermentation or beer runs every day, and we do uh, two wash stills, which take about six hours, and our spirit still, we still very slowly, which really gives you an intriguing uh, spirit, but uh, it takes about 13 and a half hours. So we're Basically, six days a week, 13 and a half hours a day, and we create a very small production. We create about 14 casts of whiskey every uh, week. For people, that's about 14, about 22, about 2,800 litres. Joe, we're coming to the end of the, of the first week. How's the first week gone at the visitor experience here? It's been very busy, and um, we the tour, the tour itself... Basically, um, it's divided into three rooms, and the first room tells the history of the building. Uh, the second room tells what just Connor has just uh, gone through is the process of making whiskey. And the third room uh, tells us about how to mature the new fill spirit. 
and there's a lot to learn in the maturation room about the different effects that the different woods have and it kind of surprises people you know it's, it's very illustrative in that there's an AV to the first part which has beautiful um, landscape and, and it's done through the Irish language with subtitles there's fabulous music and a credit to Ligage Chow who put that together a local company um, the um, then the maturation there's a diagram showing you the process of the uh, whiskey making and then the maturation before we actually go on to the floor of the working distillery and people get up close and personal to and they hear the noise and and and, and can get the smells and um, see the workers and the um, and, and the process of um, making and uh, the the beer and con, con, concentrating it into the whiskey and then going down to the bonded warehouse for a view of the casks that we have com- uh, filled up to date and the whole um, experience of being up close and personal walking through and feeling the heat and then eventually getting to the good part of the tour which is when you get to taste uh, the porcine and, and learn about um, the whiskies that we're, we're making. Um, just in relation to the tour and in relation to the film, how much thought and how much planning went into that production? It happened by accident. <laughs> no, a lot, an awful lot of uh, sitting down and planning and exact wording and choosing who for the voiceover and choosing which shot you want for the scenery and how best to represent the area. So a lot of time and energy and effort went into that. And then there were initial viewings of the, of the work that had been collated. Then there were timings and cutting this out and what you keep in. And all of that discussion went on for weeks and weeks to the point of almost, uh, are we there yet? And then eventually on the Thursday we got there. So uh, it captured the, the history and the heritage of both uh, the place and the people mm-hmm. extremely well. Well, it, it, um, we have um, old footage of when the railway and the rail, uh, the train ran past the door. Um, we have old footage of um, the poaching and illicit poaching making. We have um, beautiful uh, shots of what we want to represent, which is our distillery uh, lies underneath um, Grogan Mountain, which is daily sprayed, particularly the past three days, uh, the, the wide Atlantic um, sea spray washing in over uh, onto the land and, and converting into uh, droplets and filling Loch Leal and making its way down here. And Connor, uh, barley that is used comes from Burt, the water's up the road, and yet uh, the cash come all the way from Kentucky. Yeah, well, we were. I think we all wanted to keep this as, as uh, project as green and as local as possible. So, what better local than get local barley? So, it's um, William McKelney down in uh, Burt supplies of barley local, uh, and it's by the way last year it was the best barley in Ireland at the highest protein level, which is quite good. So, tells us and Donegal we can do the good job out of it. Our water comes from the lake up the road, and. Or yeast, uh, well, it's uh, Irish yeast, and um, all local, keep it right. And then, in order to make uh, whiskey, you have to cask it in an oak cask for three years to call it a whiskey at all. So, the standard product there is a three-year-old or a, sorry, a, a ex-bourbon cask. So we just got a lorry load of them in there yesterday. Um, Two hundred and ten in a in a container in from Kelvin in Kentucky. So it's, it's, that's the sort of stack barrel for, um, for starting a whiskey in here. And we've, what was interesting in the load today or yesterday was that actually we got 20, um, virgin 
Alba oak, which is an American oak barrel included in the lot, and we're using them for finishing off our, um, our uh, new oak series. So, uh, it's quite a specialised uh, art and skill when it comes to the production of the whisky in, in the final stages as well. As I said earlier, whisky is probably, to make it in a very basic form, it's quite simple. To do it well, there's a terrible amount of technical knowledge. Um, doing the right from just how you mill the barley and the, 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 the particle distribution of your, of your um, milled barley down to the temperature. And there we'll take a break. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D business at lyit.ie. Or call 9186206. You're welcome back. Before the break... Connor talked about the process of whiskey making. And in uh, my bit of ignorance at the start, we, 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 we hadn't enough control on our temperature of our hot water. And I couldn't understand it because it was two degrees out on days. And it was Dave and Julie or head of production, clean mad. There's two degrees difference in the temperature going into the mash turn. Makes your conversion in sugars maybe down 20% efficiency. So, while well, it seems simple, there's a terribly amount of technical input to the temperatures of water, the types of the grain, how they're mashed, the fermentation process, the time, the temperature of fermentation, the, the type of yeast. That's only in the beer side. We're blessed to have Julio Diana here, a top class man at his own. Um, Brewing Convoy, just absolutely top class at the brewing side. The distillation side is probably every bit as technical too, but it seems simple, but it comes down to the rate of distillation, your cut points, your returns, how much you cut off, and all these things really improve the quality. So... During the tour, uh, one of the visitors actually asked you what, what ultimately was your objective when, when you when you set up, and you said just to make the best quality whiskey possible. Yeah, I remember at the very start it was a wee bit. Um, we had meetings in the the collab for different people that came on board to help us, and one of the girls Marie was on one day, and she says, uh, "What do you expect, Mimi?" And I just said the one answer was Marie. I want the best you have, and I suppose that's the same in our whiskey. We want to do the very best whiskey we can possibly do, and we'll cut those corners to try and do so. So, just turning to the visitor experience, um, what are the numbers like so far, and uh, how do you project uh, the figures for the rest of the summer, or what are you hoping for? We're probably expecting quite a busy 10, 12, 14 weeks. I'm sorry, Joe, how important was it to get open at the start of July? absolutely crucial. Um, we, for the past uh, three years, have just been paying out, paying out, paying out. And um, now we have um, a little bit of income, uh, so that will help um, the books. Um, but it's been great um, in seeing the place come al- alive and hearing the voices all around the building, seeing the people moving and taking the interest in the pictures on the wall. Who is this? I remember there's a lady there just there and she said, I was the, the youngest employee ever 
and she's um, just after leaving there. Um, I've had uh, ones coming in and telling me, well, that's my mother and that's my father. And they're looking at the pictures on the wall and it's the interest of the past lives of here. And to hear and see the buzz and um, people are remarking on the lovely coffees and tray bakes and um, and the drinks and all of that. So um, there is um, like uh, taking back uh, uh, to last Saturday, there were the music um, and the talent uh, and um, the event that we had here, uh, it was said back to me better than any wedding I was ever at. You know, so um, there is a there is an event space to celebrate the culture, the language, and um, the amount of people that are enjoying seeing life back into Crawley. Joe, it was important to make sure that uh, you had a major celebration for what is a, a huge development and a very positive story for West Donegal. Well, one of the things that when we were down doing our little training down in, in Middleton, one of the things that the girl said to us uh, was make sure you have an archivist. And from your records and your uh, mile markers, uh, you then have your celebratory days. So I think that when we come up to our first and second and third anniversaries, um, for our founders club, we make sure we have a gathering, make sure we update um, our investors as to where they are and how their product is maturing and where the new markets are opening up for us globally. And I go back to um, the Crawley Dolls and I say that if we have the same um, success and distribution um, and uh, reach across the world as the Crawley Dolls had, we will be absolutely delighted. Connor, how proud were you on Saturday uh, at the first gathering of your 180 club? Yeah, exceptionally proud here in Vunster got my head around that we're actually open. <laughs> a very little poor night's sleep before, but that was lovely. Uh, and it was, I think it was one of the special moments uh, when uh, Meyer Brennan came in and I was talking to her for quite a while, or and Tim, and there were more than... Um, Beautiful, beautiful words about the whole place and how well we're done and gives you a bit of heart. And then she said, uh, there's a photograph there, Leo singing in a discussion with her, um, that Leo used to sing the Crawley Doll. And she said, I'd love to sing it. I never sang it before. And she said, by pure accident, we're having uh, the wording of Crawley Doll on, uh, on a, uh, uh, frame here. So we got down the wordings from her and the first time she ever sang a Crawley Doll, was in here and it was absolutely it was you had a pin drop it was beautiful so that was very proud and it's, it's nice that you have the locals supporting you and saying well done and have you a recording of that version yeah well luckily enough teenage were here and there was a full show on it or i don't know did they do a show or but they done a recording of the whole opening it was a great credit and i think the founders you have to say to them one thing they came up with the money when they bought the cast at the start and you know we wanted to give back to them and i would say there was hardly a founder that wasn't there that was well thought that their investment was enjoyable and they get the fun out of it and tell me connor had you a long evening well luckily now our license only lasts to seven o'clock so um we've got people out about seven o'clock here and thereabouts there might have been a few extra wee songs by let me say more on professional singers, but it was great fun. Joe, uh, just in relation to the visitor experience, having I suppose, been solely focused on the whiskey making, it's really now you're open to the public, come and see us, and I'm sure you've met a lot of people from a lot of backgrounds, even over the last four or five days. Yeah, um, just to go back on what Connor says, our, our license is 11 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it's not to say that we went straight home after that. 
<laughs> um, the visitor experience, yeah, that's the big concentration now. So it's a case of getting the word out there. Um, we today are distributing uh, brochures around the local hotels, um, um, places where we contact uh, the visitor, um, tourist offices, etc. And we want to um, welcome the public um, over the next um, months and years and let them experience and enjoy what we think we have created, which is a thing of uh, great value. And for people listening, Joe, what can they expect when they come here to the Crowley Distillery? They can expect to get an appreciation of times past and, um, as I've spoke of, the past lives and how this important building um, has contributed to the local economy and that it will continue to create employment here. Um, we have um, created um, about uh, 10 or 12 jobs uh, in, in, this, in the area here and that will only continue to grow as we see more visitors from all around the world. And in the past um, uh, week, we have had people from um, um, across America, from California to New York. We've had people from uh, across Europe, um, from um, France, Germany, Netherlands, and amazingly, so many Irish, but so many people that have some connection in some shape or form, with the area. Did that surprise you, that there were so many people like that? It um, it, it didn't surprise me because I've been involved in, in, in welcoming different people around for 30-odd years, and you'll always find when you sit down and talk to them uh, that they have some reason to be in Anagher or in Crawley or, or, or in the vicinity. Connor, are you glad you came on this journey, seeing you've reached this far now? Glad today, you know, I came not, not so glad maybe last Friday when we were trying to get things lights on and stuff, but uh, yeah, the journey is lovely here and it's, I always like the idea of giving something back and giving something back to the area and having some sort of a situation where you left something behind, so this is a, it's a nice thing to have done and I really enjoyed it. Connor, you're in business a, a long time, um, what's the best lesson that you've learned in your business life to date? Just keep going again. Hard work, keep going. Get the best possible people around you and work with them as best you can. So that's the one. And be proud and be confident in yourself that you can um, pull off because at the end of the day, give me great heart. I was down at the Adair there and I seen the, it's happened very briefly now because, uh, to JP McManus and it's, it's, it give you great pride, pride chatting to him because he's the most humble man you'd ever seen and what he's done is unbelievable. So, pride, effort and work hard as you can. Joe, same question to yourself. Uh, be, be kind to the people on the way up because you might meet them on the way down. <laughs> um, uh, I think that um, you have to throw a sprat to catch a salmon. I think that you have, if you have a genuine product and you're genuine in, in, in how you transact, then you'll see success. Are you a wiser person now, given the stage of the process we're at with this operation? I know. I wouldn't know whether I'm a wise person at all or not. <laughs> this could be absolute madness, and we may reflect back in years to come uh, at, at all of the obvious mistakes and, and blunders that we were making. But no, I actually do feel that um, we have created something um, that um, is has solid foundations, and um, as we look out to the future, we can see um, growth and um, success. Has the decision by yourselves to invest and in what you've invested in? Has that sort of shown a, a very positive light on, on what 
this area has to offer, Joe, overall? Well, I think we do um, believe in the area and I think we believe in the people of the area and if we can tap into the strong attributes of these people and of our people uh, that we will see a cohesion and a strength and a future. Connor, you mentioned JP McManus there uh, a few moments ago. Is there a person in business that you admire most or is JP McManus uh, your nomination for that question? Uh, I'll go much humbler beginnings as I'd nominate my father who was started with nothing and which very humble and he got on well, but uh, everybody you meet or anybody ever meet. I remember your father, Joe, he was a mighty man. And that gives me great pride, so as was my father, I'd have to call up for that one. Joe, same question to yourself. Would you believe it? I wouldn't go far either, and it's to my uncle Frank. And um, I was um, initially in education and in private education. He he went uh, down that road and I followed it through. And I think I probably honed a lot of my business acumen from uh, my time in close um, relationships working with Frank Sweeney. Joe, how difficult is it at the minute for people in business? Uh, challenging. Um, but every day in business, is, like I've been in business for 32 years um, and I, I wouldn't know, um, I wouldn't rest in my laurels yet. Uh, it's because you need an awful lot of energy uh, going in the right direction to ensure that you continue. And finally, Connor, what lies ahead now for yourself and your business concerns? Yeah, we have a lot more to do, Kieran. We'll probably get over this week now and we're on to trying to get this booking system up and running, get the visitors centre booked up, get the um, end of this month, there's a new bottling line coming in here. The end of the following month we need to get a new bonded warehouse. So there's quite a lot of work here. It's non-stop, um, what do you call it, challenges or things to do. So. I think within Crowley herself for the next year or two, it'll still need a lot of mother love and uh, push and uh, oversight uh, until we get it sort of into a, a, a good shape. But we're getting there, Kieran, and so it's, uh, beyond that, keep an eye on everything, keep my family happy and uh, enjoy myself, really. And Joe, finally, what lies ahead for yourself and your business concerns? Hopefully continued uh, prosperity and um, perhaps um, maybe now, as Con alluded to, the um, yeah, we will we will um, l- let the staff bed in, um, let us get used to our systems and structures, and hopefully at some point in time we'll be able to take a more of a helicopter view rather than face at, at the at the cold face. Joe Devaney and Conor McMenamin. Thanks for taking the time today to talk to us on Business Matters. And continued success to yourself in Business Matters. Well, that's our lot for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guests, Joe Devaney and Conor McMenamin. Thanks to Kevin Fury on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. The part-time Level 8 Honours degree in business is delivered through a mix of online and face-to-face lectures. Email execedbusiness at lyit.ie. That's E-X-E-C-E-D business at lyit.ie or call 9186206.